the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Today we commemorate the holy prophet Malachi. He is considered by the tradition of the church to be the seal of the prophets. For he is, from the perspective of the Old Testament, the last of the prophets. Unless maybe you account, of course, he who he foretells, John the Baptist, the last prophet. But Malachi is, of course, found with the Old Testament. He's the last book of the Old Testament. And we find in Malachi stern words to the people of Israel. Malachi is one of the prophets who prophesied and spoke for God to the people of Israel after their return from captivity. The temple is rebuilt. Their land has been restored. They are back where they are supposed to be. They are not beside the river of Babylon with their harps. They are now back in the temple with the harps, with all of the gloriousness of the temple. Everything should be back in its place. But God raises up Malachi to speak a word to his people. For his people, as they had been from time immemorial, were failing. Like their father of old Adam, like their fathers and mothers before them, like Cain. Why Cain? Well, Malachi prophesies against the people of Israel because the sacrifices that they were sacrificing were not the best. In the Old Testament, the law asked of the people of God when they gave their sacrifices that they brought the first fruits. They brought the best. But what were they bringing? Instead of the best lamb, they were bringing the runt. Instead of the best lamb, they were bringing the lame. And they were saying, you know, maybe they won't notice. I'm still giving something. I'm sacrificing. I still could have made a meal out of this little lamb, but instead I will offer it to God. Malachi continues, not only are the sacrifices not real sacrifices from the people of God, they are actually marrying outside of Israel. Now, what is the issue with marrying outside of Israel? The issue really at its heart, there's an issue with marrying, the marriage not being within the boundaries of Israel, of the covenant people of God. But the real issue is, and it's a struggle for all of those who are, I don't like the term mixed marriages, but are in situations in which God has led to them there by providence. But there is still a struggle uh, in What exactly are the priorities? What are we going to focus on? And what was the real problem with marrying pagans for the people of Israel? Idolatry. For you didn't just marry outside the church, maybe into another Christian group. At that time, when you married outside of Israel, you were marrying into a group that maybe, I don't know, sacrificed children or did things along this line. You are way outside the boundaries. Maybe you have little, uh, your wife brings little household 
not icons, but idols. And now you must pray to the ancestors and to the gods of a people you don't know outside of the one God. The people of Israel were also, they stopped supporting the temple. They were not giving. Not only were they not giving real sacrifices, marrying outside of the covenant, they were also in their giving of the temple slacking. Now, this might be the most understandable one because of another issue that Israel was having, and that was the priests. The priests of Israel were corrupt. The priests of Israel were taking more than they should have taken. And beyond that, the priests were also not teaching. So the people of God are lost. They're confused. Of course, they weren't giving the right sacrifices or real sacrifices. Of course, they didn't think twice about marrying outside of Israel. And of course, they weren't really going to offer that much for the priesthood was in shambles. Malachi, in these harsh words, I encourage you to pick up and read Malachi. It's not too terribly long. He also points to a day of judgment, that all of this will be taken into account. And he points and he prophesies about a messenger, one who will prepare the way, like Elijah of old, who will speak truth. And he is, of course, talking about John the forerunner, John the Baptist, the one who prepared the way for our Lord, the one who was out in the wilderness crying out, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. What does it mean to make his path straight? It means to repent. For John's message was the same as his Lord. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And he comes like a wild man out of the desert. We even have the camel hair skin that we can see in the icon before us. He's got a leather belt to keep this camel skin around his body. And he eats locusts and wild honey. He, on one hand, that means that he's very not sophisticated in his eating. It also means that he's eating things that are given uh, from the providence of God. He's not going out of his way to do anything but serve God in his fullness. Today's gospel reading has John the Baptist telling us about the one who is coming, who is mightier than himself. And we stand in an in-between place. We have celebrated the nativity of our Lord. We have even had the giving away or giving back the feast of the nativity of our Lord. We had the circumcision of our Lord just a few days ago. And we are now looking as we are in the four feast of Theophany to the baptism of our Lord. We stand between two places like John the Baptist where he can look back on Malachi of old and he knows that he is echoing Malachi in his call for repentance. And he knows that as he baptizes, as the gospel tells us, he baptizes with water. But our Lord, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean that John the Baptist baptized with water versus the Holy Spirit? One of the challenges that Malachi and the people of Israel had at that time 
was the Holy Spirit had removed its, himself from the temple before going off into exile. And they were awaiting a Messiah. They were awaiting the return of God and his fullness. They were awaiting victory. They were awaiting redemption. They were awaiting the fullness of God's presence with them. And it is our Lord Jesus Christ, just a few days ago in the Feast of Circumcision, came and fulfilled all righteousness. He came and fulfilled the law. For who offers up perfect and real sacrifice to God? As we see in the circumcision, our Lord is beginning that sacrifice. That who is the one who will put away all idols? Who will never look away from God the Father? Who will have a pure heart? Who has wed himself in purity to his bride, the church? But our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ... Who goes around teaching and preaching, preserving chastity, purity, holiness, but also the fullness of the law like the priests of old should have, but our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ? Who is going to offer everything to support the temple? Not the temple in Jerusalem, but the temple of his own body that will be resurrected and the church that he will found by the breath of the Holy Spirit. We have all here been baptized, and many of us, counting except for the catechumens and inquirers, of course, have been sealed by the gift of the Holy Spirit. We actually have something that Malachi and the, and the prophets and in the people of Israel did not have. We have something that our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ brought to us. The one who fulfilled all righteousness. The one who brought the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit, of course, and our Lord was with Israel through all of that time. But it is only in our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, as St. Athanasius tells us, that in taking on a body... He allowed our bodies to become temples of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit can, as the Apostle Paul tells us, dwell within our hearts. For the Old Testament and the people of Israel, the Holy Spirit, in a sense, was on the outside. Because they had broken the covenant. They had fallen outside of the boundaries of the law. But we who have been incorporated into Jesus Christ, our nature being completely healed... Now, within our hearts can cry out, Abba, Father, because the Holy Spirit dwells within us, sanctifying, purifying, and in a little bit by bit, preparing our bodies for the resurrection. The Son of Righteousness, whom Malachi foretold of, has brought healing in his wings. We who have been baptized have been baptized into his death. We've been baptized into and received the Holy Spirit. So what do we have to do? We can look to the example of Malachi and what he taught Israel. For we need to imitate our Lord. We, with the power of the Holy Spirit, are to offer real sacrifices. 
we are to give in support of the temple. Now these sacrifices and giving in support of the temple are not, they are physical, they are material sacrifices, but they are also, and more importantly, to underline and bold that, more importantly, there are spiritual sacrifices. The prayers that we offer for those that we know, those that we love, those that we hate and are struggling to learn how to love, those who hate us, those that we would like to see suffer, those that we would prefer not to be maybe in the place of power, maybe not, uh, I don't know, maybe not, uh, maybe they can be promoted and go to a different part of the company away from us. But there's something about our need of real sacrifice of prayer, real sacrifice of our own loves for this world and love for the next world where our God reigns. We ourselves need to be putting away from ourselves on a daily basis the idols that we put in place of God. Our heart, an idol factory, a factory that constantly produces things that we think that we need and want. Thus, we marry outside of the covenant and stain our baptismal garments. We also, you might be thinking, well, the last word I remember him saying was about priests. (laughs) That one doesn't apply to me. Brothers and sisters, we all share in the same priesthood of Jesus Christ. When you were baptized and sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit, you are also baptized into the priesthood. Just as you are to reign in royalty with him, just as you are to reign and speak prophetic words, you are also to offer those sacrifices. We go back to the sacrifices. You are also set to teach, to preach the fullness of of the word of God. That means in our families, that means in our homes, that means whether those want to hear it or those who are very anxious to hear it, that we have studied, that we have prepared ourselves, that we as a royal priesthood that God has provided and gifted with the Holy Spirit may also teach, preach, proclaim, and sacrifice This is the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is what it means for our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ to have baptized us with the Holy Spirit, that we may in fullness reign with him, that we may in fullness sacrifice in the same sacrifice that he offers. As we will say in just a few moments, that the Holy Spirit will fall upon us and upon the gifts that we offer. For we join all of our sacrifices, all of our heart, our words, our actions to our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ's words, thoughts, actions, and sacrifice. May God, through the prayers of Malachi, who spoke mightily of judgment against Israel, be with us as we prepare ourselves, as we adorn the temple of the Holy Spirit with all the fruit of the Holy Spirit that the Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ has sealed us and prepared us for the kingdom that is here and that is to come. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.